Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Text from the 985, you love you some Joe. Boy, I would have never had a comment like that just two months ago. I'm the one who, a year and a half ago, was sitting here doing shows about how Will Wade, uh, Will Wade, uh, Joe Oliva needed to be removed, needed to be fired because of his track record, his long one of bad decisions at LSU. I've done so many shows on that. Now he's gone. It's not that Joe Oliva shouldn't be gone. It's the timing of this. And, and let's let's not play coy here. We know why he's gone. He was reportedly forced out by some very powerful boosters who didn't like how he handled the Will Wade situation. It's not that hard. Let's bring on in Mike Scarborough to talk about it. Publisher and editor at TigerBaits.com. Mike, what's going on? What, what a busy day. And the news of Oliva this morning and the news of, of Woodward tonight, it's a whirlwind. Yeah, it's 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 been a crazy uh, week. We kind of thought it might be a little bit slower news-wise, but uh, no, this is... You know, it, it's kind of been uh, the worst-kept secret for several weeks. The only difference is we thought that, yeah, Oliva would be out, and we were waiting, well, is today the day or is tomorrow the day? And that went on for about 10 days. Um, but, you know, for the last two weeks, we all thought that there was a good chance that Verge Osbury would be the interim and that uh, he had a good chance of being the permanent athletic director to replace Joe Oliva. And then Scott Woodward came out and – uh, I think when we finally get our press conference and he's introduced as the head coach, uh, I think what I'm going to find very interesting is who the go-betweens were, who was it that he was dealing with, uh, how did it come about, when did it start, the discussions. Because um, I have a feeling just based on the, the players involved, the actors, and how it, how it had to have happened, I have a strong suspicion that it's probably the T- Tiger Athletic Foundation and the higher-ups there because – uh, the reason why Joe Oliva is out, like you said, is 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 dollars. It's um, you've got too many people um, that that cut big checks that uh, basically said, you know, I, I'm not I'm not writing any more checks until there's a change. And I, I think that that you know, look, just months ago, you're looking at a football coach that's won ten games, a top ranked recruiting class, one of the top three or four in the country. Uh, a basketball team on their way to winning an SEC championship, baseball team preseason ranked number one in the country, and Joe Oliva's thinking he's going to waltz through the Board of Supervisors and get an extension and a pay raise, and and now uh, look what's happened. It, it, it's astonishing. Yeah, and I'm like I said in my opening, Mike, I, I believe Oliva should have been gone a few years ago, and, and I've done shows on it here. Now we know, and, and I'm hearing what you're hearing, that this was about unhappiness with, with boosters and members of TAF. But I don't understand exactly what they wanted Oliva to do in the Will Wade situation when he wouldn't meet with his bosses. Uh, are you on, no, on the and, same page and, and, with and me I, there, Mike? And, and I will say in, in, in Oliva's defense that, I, I, you know, look, he got tarnished with that. I don't, he didn't want to make that move. That was forced on him. I, he didn't want to indefinitely suspend Will Wade. 
Um, you know, and if you want to go back, you know, I, I was on a show in Jacksonville yesterday. And, and, you know, of course, those people over there remember the, the hurricane situation and the postponement of the football game, and they can't stand a leave of air. Um, you know, but you, you can go back to the Jimbo Fisher thing in 2016, uh, 15, uh, and, and the decision to keep uh, less miles. Um, well, you know, Leva didn't want to do that. He had Jimbo Fisher lined up. He had the rug pulled out from him, from him there. So I think part of his issue has been lack of charisma, not very good with the media. He wasn't a fundraiser. Um, and, you know, there's just been one thing after another. You know, uh, you can talk about coaches getting contracts that they shouldn't get. Um, and, and people have had it. it just, you know, it got to the point where the enough was enough. Uh, who is doing the rug pulling, Mike? Because I, again, have heard the same exact things through this, that Oliva wanted to make those moves and he wasn't allowed to. Is that F. King? Is that the Regents? Is that Taff? Who is that? Yeah, that's F. King. That's F. King. And, I, and, and look, it, it's I, I, I kind of feel like F. King, and I'm not defending Joe Oliva by any stretch, but I, I do think a lot of the, the stuff that's, you know, I don't know what his approval rating would be amongst LSU fans. Uh, Olivas, uh, you know, I, 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 if it's above single digits, digits, I'd be amazed. Um, but I, I think some of it is almost where F. F King, F. King probably owes him an apology because, you know, uh, Olivas fell on the sword multiple times for decisions that F. King made, and that was the decision to. Uh, keep uh, less miles after that A&M win, and you know that decision was only good for four more games the following season, and the move was made. Yeah, man, I'm not going to shed any tears for um, uh, Joe Oliva and his six hundred thousand dollar a year salary. Uh, he made his own pettier. It was past time in my mind for yeah. LSU to move on. Talking to Mike Scarborough, publisher and editor at TigerBaits.com at Scarborough Mike on Twitter. Okay, let's talk Scott Woodward, and, and he's been linked to LSU for. Boy, it seems like a decade now, Mike, and he's an LSU grad. He's from Baton Rouge, and now he's on his way here. Very likable. Um, you know, if you would have said, uh, you know, and, and I, I put it on my site for years, uh, discussing future athletics directors, you know, I always thought Herb Vincent would be the guy, um, a guy that probably felt he needed to leave Baton Rouge in order to come back, number two guy at the SEC office. Um, but Woodward was always – but you, you just – who would have thought that Woodward would have become available? Uh, talking to guys in College Station this morning, you know, his relationship with the chancellor uh, was not so uh, hot. While it was great with the president, um, it wasn't a money deal at all. But like you said, uh, Catholic High School graduate, Baton Rouge native, graduated of LSU, was at LSU under Mark Emmert, followed Mark Emmert to Washington, was the AD there. Um, so you, you have to like the fact that he's, you know, had success at Washington and Texas A&M, a Baton Rouge native. So he's got the combination of a lot of things. He's he's homegrown, but he's also an outsider that's going to has seen uh, been a part of two successful programs outside of LSU. Um, got to like that connection to Mark Emmert, which is started uh, what you could say was the golden era of LSU athletics earlier this century. So um, they're absolutely sick in College Station. Um, I got a relationship with all the guys at texags.com and, uh, you know, looking at their fans on their message board. It, it's uh, 
at uh, it, it, three o'clock this afternoon, the thread was 22 pages long, long of, of the meltdown of, of the Aggie fans. They, they know how <laughs> special he was. So uh, to get uh, him here at LSU is, is a big coup and uh, uh, major kudos to uh, whoever it was in the TAF. And, I, and I'm sure those names and how it came about will, will be revealed uh, once we finally get an official release and, a, and an introductory press conference and, and those interviews start to happen. What do you think the re- dynamic is going to be like between Woodward and Coach O, who somehow doesn't have uh, the, the support of, of a very large part of the LSU fan base still, and, of course, Will Wade, who's surrounded still by this ongoing saga with the FBI investigation? Well, you know, you know, I, I kind of joked in it half-heartedly today that you know, I was like, well, what, what, what's the chance that Woodward uh, reached out to his, his his old boss and and longtime friend Mark Emmert, who's now the head of the NCAA, and said, uh, you know, what, what, what's the extent of this issue with uh, the, the, this guy that I'm fixing to be his boss, Will Wade? Um, you, you, I, I, I kind of put together a piece on the site uh, a few hours ago. You know what are some of these coaches uh, thinking about who their new boss is going to be, or, or 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 how he looks at them? And you know certainly Ed Orgeron's on no hot seat. He won ten games, won a a, a big uh, New Year's Day bowl uh, win in the Fiesta Bowl. Um, but at the same time, there's also a, a lot of pressure on him this upcoming season. He's not going to be on any hot seat list and 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 throughout the summer and in anybody's college football previews. But he's also in a position where he can't be going in December talking about how he's, he's excited at the opportunity to get a 10th win in a bowl game. No, he has to have 10 wins, possibly 11 wins in November. That's how high the expectations are going to be for this upcoming football season with what he's got returning in a very favorable football schedule with A&M, Auburn, and Florida at home. Of course, Alabama on the road. Um, you know, pivotal game at Texas Week Two, um, but yeah, ten and two or eleven and one is not unrealistic expectations for this LSU football season. And um, so, well, you know, and there's always the old, the old saying that every athletic director is, is judged by his head football coach hire. Um, so it's I don't I don't think that Ed Orgeron needs to try and measure up for for, for Woodward, but. There are high expectations this upcoming football season, and that's how he'll be judged. We'll see what happens with Will Wade and uh, what might come down the pike with the, the issues with him. Paul Maneri, uh biggest one everybody points to also is Nikki Fargus uh, sure. in, in women's basketball. So um, a lot of people want the compliance office to be restructured and, and some new faces there. Um, you, you just wonder if six months a year from now, if you look at the roster of LSU Athletic Department personnel, how different might it look a year or so from now? Finally, Mike, talking to Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com, you're one of the most connected people out there with LSU recruiting, and there's lots of discussion now that Will Wade's been reinstated about at 2019 class that right now is ranked 90th nationally and second to last in the SEC. What do we know about a couple? I think there's one five-star guy, a four-star guy out of Florida that's still on LSU's radar. Do we know anything else about those possible recruits? In yeah, I, I think LSU can still finish with a very strong recruiting class. I think Trendon Wofford, uh, the the big time, you know, high four star, possibly five star 
uh, forward from Birmingham, Alabama, Mountain Brook. I still think LSU is the team to beat for him. He's an absolute stud. Lester Keonis from IMG Academy, uh, you know, uh, swing guard. And then Kadeem Sai, power forward. I, I talked to him a few days ago, and he's working on scheduling his official visit to LSU. So those are the three kids that were the guys to pay attention to in recruiting before Will Wade was indefinitely suspended, and that's still the case. I think they can land two of those three, um, uh, Wofford and Keonis, uh, but I, but I, I, and, and then when you get Skylar Mays, uh, Smart, and Emmett Williams to come back, which I think that that's highly probable, um, <laughs> you're right back to where you, th- you thought LSU would be uh, before LSU uh, indefinitely suspended Will Wade. So I think this class can be uh, can finish very strong with what he's got on the board. Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com. He's covering the heck out of the Scott Woodward uh, potential and incoming hire and, of course, the Joe Oliva situation and everything recruiting. Mike, always appreciate the chats, man. We'll talk again soon. Thanks All so right, much. Jeff. Talk soon. Thanks. All right, you bet. At Scarborough, Mike on Twitter. And, again, I'm sure you bookmark TigerBait.com. Open lines for the rest of the hour now. I know a lot of you want to sound off, especially if our text line is any indication. 504-260-1870. That's area code 504-260-1870. And our text line, 870-870. I'm Seth Dunlap. Logan's behind the glass tonight. It's the last lap on WWL. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.